Crunch Time. time. You're listening to Crunch Time on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Crunch Time. Crunch Time. That's right. It is Crunch Time. Thursday night. This this is a lot of fun, Frank. What a blast to watch this football team play. Very, very excited about what's what's going on over at One Arrowhead Stadium. We got a lot to talk about tonight. You know, the Denver Broncos, they were ready with game plan. Their coaches were ready. Their players were ready. Their fans were ready. And really, they outplayed the Chiefs, but they still lost. Yeah. And that is just, to me, I mean, I, I just want you guys to kind of step back for one second here and realize what I just said. The Kansas City Chiefs were outplayed for most of the game. The Denver Broncos had a great defensive scheme to stop showtime. Their coaching staff had that team ready to play. That fan base was as loud as I've heard that fan base in a long, long time. This was the championship game for the city of Denver. Don't think about the Rockies. Don't think about the Avalanche. Think about the Denver Broncos. This was their game. This was their championship game. They knew how important this game was, and guess what? They lost. Frank, that is so many times we went to to Mile High Stadium, whatever they call it now, I don't care. It's always going to be Mile High. We went to Mile High Stadium, and we outplayed them and lost. The role reversal is a beautiful thing. Yeah, and the reason you lost was because they always had a better quarterback until John Elway went up against Joe Montana, and Montana won in that Monday night football game, which was just incredible. I was there. In fact, it was to me, it was the most exciting Monday night football game ever. I know this was a big one, but that with two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks yeah, going yeah. head to head. And the that. Chiefs finally getting over the hump. I think all the fans now that can't see Chiefs are going to love the Patrick Mahomes one. And they came from 10 points down in the fourth quarter, win a game, which they rarely, if ever, do there. And they, Denver still had a chance. I mean, Case Keenum couldn't hit uh, Demarius Thomas with that pass. He was wide open. And that last desperation play, if they play less aggressively at corner, they complete that pass and complete the lateral the running the runner had a blocker in front of him, and even yeah. if he got knocked knocked down, he was going to get knocked out of bounds. It would have stopped the clock, so they would have had a chance there too. But it didn't happen. It fell for the Chiefs, and Chiefs going to take it. And there's no excuses. Denver had a ten point lead. They should have won the game in the fourth quarter, but Chiefs had Patrick Mahomes, Nate Case Keenum, and that's the difference in the woulda, game. coulda, shoulda, didn't. And uh, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Congratulations to everybody here in Kansas City. Everywhere you go right now, the the buzz of the town <laughs> is the Kansas City Chiefs, as well it should be. Uh, just really excited for these guys. Let's talk a little bit about, of course, Patrick Mahomes and the way he played. You know, everybody's talking about the left-handed throw, but let, let, I thought that was a smart play. I didn't think it was the greatest play. It was a smart play. And why do you say it wasn't a great play? Well, because if he would have turned to his right to throw that ball and to lift his shoulder up, uh, Vaughn Miller was bearing down right on him. On him. He, he, he gets hurt. That's He's going to get hurt if he does that. And that was just instincts. He put the ball smartly to his left hand and, and just catapulted it, just kind of shot put it forward. Great play. Great play. Not the best play he had. Great play. I'll tell you the two best plays he had. Number one was the play that he rolled out to the right and threw the ball across the field 
on a bullet to Kelsey for a big first down. Right. And then the second one was a second down and 30. Most teams, <laughs> I'm just telling you, right. guys, I've been in the huddles on second down and 30. It's okay, what do we do to try to try to get good field position for the defense? You're not really thinking about converting that. And he rolls out, he, 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 he buys time. And that's the one thing about this kid. He's a creator. He creates plays. He buys time throws a great throw to get him to third down and seven. And everybody in the stands, everybody on the Denver Broncos, everybody here in Kansas City watching the game knew they were going to get a first down and convert, whether it was on third down or fourth down. They were going for it. That was a conversion. That second down and 30 throw was basically the reason why they won the game, in my opinion, and that's the reason why they got the first down. We knew there was no way they weren't going to get a first down. It was the, the karma was there. The mojo was there. The momentum was there. And uh, he just, once again, takes that team, not really on his shoulders, but in his heart, in, in, in his spirit. The guy has this team in his spirit, and he takes them along, and, and, and he is doing some special things. Yeah, and, and he believes he's going to get it done, and his teammates believe he's going to get it done. That's the most important thing. And the other thing you talked about, about buying time. Uh, the offensive line knows this kid has some escapability. And the defense knows they're trying to contain him and try to keep him in the pocket somehow, some way. Because as soon as he escapes, he buys four seconds, five seconds, six seconds. And when you get that much time to throw football, there's no way def- defense can uh, guard those those players downfield. They, they can't watch the receiver. Absolutely. And to your point, there's you, no you got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff, that offensive coaching staff. The offensive line has given them time. But more importantly than that, the wide receivers are staying friendly and they're staying active. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people, I, I don't think that you are, they're finding space. They are running full speed, finding space, giving this kid an opportunity to get the ball to them. So many times we've seen this in the past where wide receivers will kind of sit down, hunker down, try to find some open space and play basketball in the, in the, in the paint and just kind of maneuver around. They're running and they're going. Guys are going deep. Guys are going to the sideline. And they're running full speed. And when you're playing man to man like they were in that in that situation, you can't stay with a guy that long. It's too hard to stay with him. And and they were able to find guys open. And and uh, so you got to give a lot of credit to the wide receivers. Also, you got to give a lot of credit to Cream uh, Hunt. I thought Cream Hunt had a really nice day. He's going to be limited because listen, Patrick Mahomes right now is the flavor of the month. And the guy's making plays. And while he's making plays, you give the ball to your hot man. You give the ball to the hot hand, and he's making plays. But but Kareem Hunt, when was, he was called upon, ran very hard. I don't know how many times he trucked people. At least four or five times. Yeah, in the open field, he really trucked the one def- <laughs> he the just defensive him. back. He ran right over him in the open field. He lowered his head, too, which, you know, sometimes then the defender comes up and the defender lowers his head, and then all of a sudden the running back lowers his head. They go helmet to helmet in a lot of those situations. That could basically be called. But uh, it was, certainly wasn't called in that situation. But he will be very important as time goes on. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. We won't get into it now. He can be very important also on Sunday if the weather turns bad yeah, in Kansas this, City. Yeah, so, we got a lot and the weather will turn bad later in the season. Anyway, it's going to get colder and the whole thing. And when Mahomes will be rocketing those passes around the field in that, that kind of weather, it. it's tough to catch in that kind of situation. But we, we will get to that. As far as I was concerned, a couple of big things for me. They're down 23-13 in the fourth quarter. Uh, there's almost 13 minutes left in the game, a lot of time to go. But the biggest thing for me in, in both the drives, when the Chiefs scored the touchdowns, uh, the touchdown in the um, – yeah, when, when they scored the touchdowns, 
they had penalties in both of those drives that really, in years past, just would have killed this team. You know, they get a penalty. They had a um, they had the illegal hands to the face during that drive when they went for the touchdown. And then Kelsey was called for the offensive pass interference for the pick, and he still went down, still took the team down. They scored a touchdown with about six minutes left and took a 23-20 win. Then they kicked off, and the defense held Denver to three and out. I mean, to me, that was huge. And I know everybody's on the defense's case, and they haven't been playing very well. We know that they've given up a lot of yards. They're number one in the NFL on third down, which is a good stat. But they held them there when they need to hold them. They punted. That was huge. And, again, the next series, they have the left-handed pass. They have the intentional grounding call. They have a holding call, and they still end up scoring and winning game 27-23. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's just – <laughs> to me, they're the big things for me. They have never in the past been able to overcome penalties like that. Not not two even, but just one penalty. One thing that just in their mindset to go, oh, crap. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we that happened. Spirit. But with, it, with this kid playing quarterback, Spirit. being pushed back 10 yards doesn't mean anything to I'm, this That's kid. why I said in the beginning of the show that he's not carrying these guys on his shoulder. He's carrying these guys in the spirit that he plays with. Yeah. The kid never feels like he's out of anything. And that's why this kid is so special. I mean, you look at him, you watch his his body language, you see his face uh, as he goes out in these in these tough situations. Everybody's like, "Well, let's see what he does under pressure. Let's see what he does in a tough situation. Let's see what he does when he's behind." Yeah, when he's behind, <laughs> and I guess we saw that. You know, and you know, you got to give Andy Reid a lot of credit. I love seeing him go sit on the bench next to him and. And uh, listen, guys, you know, sometimes the game plan that you put in just doesn't quite work right away. And you have to sit down with your quarterback, and you have to kind of talk with your offensive coordinator. you got to say, okay, listen, what package can we take off the shelf that could counteract what they're trying to do against us? Right. The, the, the Chiefs, you don't go into a game with just one or two packages. And when I talk about packages, I'm talking about, like, plays. Like, like a series, a series of plays. Of plays. Mm-hmm. You, 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 have, you have three or four different options that you can go to. You have your number one option, your option A, that, which they started with, and they issue, had some issues with that. And that was really the RPO stuff. They took away the RPOs pretty well, I thought, early. And then, B, you go with, you know, okay, we're going to run the ball, and we're going to run our counter, which they, the gap running plays. And when I'm talking about the gap running plays, we talk about when you guys – I know you guys saw this because they played it from, from the, the back end zone uh, camera – when both guards were pulling, those are gap plays. You're blocking down, down, and you're kicking out, and you're pulling around. That's a gap play. When you talk about gap runs, you're talking about cutting the defense at a specific spot and clearing out and then bringing another guy to be that lead blocker, kind of like the ISO play that's been hurting the Chiefs, but use an ISO uh, 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 guard instead of ISO fullback. So they, that was their other package. But after that, it was okay. He sat down with Patrick Mahomes on the bench, and he said, okay, what do you see? What do you feel? What do you think? This is what I kind of see. This is what I kind of feel. But I'm not out there. What do you feel? What do you think? And the kid was good enough and smart enough to be able to help him make adjustments. And, guys, that's not easy. Number one, the game is going so fast out there that a lot of times you're not quite damn sure what they're doing. And number two, you know, you got to be able to put together in your mind, okay, what did we talk about on Monday in film session when we, nobody was here? 
Uh, what did we talk about Tuesday on our day off when I went and watched film? And when, when Coach sent me the game plan, which a lot of times they'll send them, they used to send them by fax, fax machine back in the day to the quarterbacks. <laughs> now they probably email them or whatever they do. When, when I got that email on Tuesday night and I looked at it and there was three or four different options, what can we go to? And the kid was smart enough to be able to kind of extract one of those packages and, and say, hey, we can do this, and that's what they did. Because guys are always going to get hurt. Sammy Watkins got banged up, kind of hurt him. I thought Kelsey played hurt or something was going on with him where he just didn't look like Travis Kelsey, but he was tough enough to play through it. The other thing, like They're you said. They're beating him up pretty good, too. The other thing you said, and maybe just you know being up in that altitude. I mean, that's not sure. easy to be running around it's the tough. field as a big guy. The other thing is you, know, you, you, you have penalties, and you mentioned that. Uh, and negative plays. You know, the Chiefs had a couple of negative plays, but they're able to bounce back. If you can overcome injuries, penalties, and negative plays, then you're something special. And that's right now what the Chiefs offense is. Yeah, I, I don't think they even think about it anymore. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Alex Smith would not have won that football game. Oh. There's no way. There's, you know what? There's, there's no way in the world they win that football game with Alex Smith. Is there any other quarterback in the league right now that won that football game? I don't know. Game? Maybe Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. Maybe. Because yeah. what he did against Tom Brady, the, what probably he, what he did against the Bears, yeah, sure, early but, in the season yeah. when he had like one leg and brought right. him back and, uh-huh. and scored. Maybe Tom Brady, maybe, maybe, maybe they haven't been playing very well, right? You know, early on, which is a good thing. So it's not even Alex Smith is any quarterback. Yeah, well, I, and, and I think the one thing we lose in translation a little bit with this kid is we know how much uh, we know how gifted he is with his arm and his, you know, the way he can scramble and get loose and. When he's out there running and when he's out there free, he's thinking about throwing the ball downfield. He's not thinking about running for the first down. He's really – he continues to keep looking downfield. And most quarterbacks that escape from the pocket and guys are chasing them around, first thing they want to do is either get down, okay, or get out of bounds. One or the other. This kid, he's still looking to make the throw downfield. And I think the one thing we overlook more than anything with this kid is how smart he is. Yeah. I think this kid is a brilliant kid. I just think just, just intellectually – let alone football-wise. I know he's a smart football player. I think this kid is a really, really smart kid. And like I said, I mean, he creates. He's out there. He's buying time. And let me tell you something, everybody out there. It's not easy to buy time when guys that are running four, five, forties that weigh 240 pounds are trying to knock your head off. It's not easy to get out in space and buy time. And the kid's doing it. But I'll tell you, I thought it was really cool, and I'm going to give Vaughn Miller some credit here. And I think it's because they're either A, they – respect the kid and you know that the kid's a special player and you know there's times when when you know a kid is hey listen he's good for the nfl all right and, they, and some players know that I'm, I'm 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 gonna give him maybe a little bit of that the other thing is the, obviously the nfl rule that everybody's kind of against with the quarterbacks but he could have he could have really slammed him in the ground on that one play and he knocked him down and he pulled off and he didn't slam him in the ground so you got to give credit to vaughn miller for doing that uh, that was a smart play on his part, and it was a good athletic play. The kids, are, the, the kids, a heck of a football player. But you know, he just he was chasing, he was chasing Mahomes around all day long, and just really was getting there just a step too late. Yeah, and a step is all he needs to make some big plays. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing is, don't expect other NFL defenders to be like Von Miller. Yeah, I okay? agree. I agree. <laughs> no. If if somebody has a chance to take Patrick Mahomes' head off. They're going to take his head off. Yeah, do you know what play I'm talking about? I, no, it, I know exactly yeah, what play. I mean, he, I, he held the ball last minute. He yeah. let the ball go. In fact, he saw the completion on, on his backside. Yeah. 
and he was uh, he actually uh, Miller did knock him down. But he never even ended up on top of him at all. So. Well, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning yeah. the Denver Bronco game. It was an awesome game. Anytime you went up in Denver, I mean, we could sit here and talk about how great uh, Patrick Mahomes is all night long. They have a defense coming in this week that is not intimidated at all by the Kansas City Chiefs. They and, and I know some of the guys. Have, there's some clips of some guys talking a little bit about <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the the matchup, but. You know, listen, the Kansas City Chiefs are the fastest offense in the league. Jacksonville Jaguars are the fastest defense in the league. The Kansas City Chiefs are the number one scoring offense in the league. The Jacksonville defense is the number one team with not giving up scores or yards. This is a collision of titans. This is a game that, and and, and I hope the weather doesn't affect it. I hope the weather is just fine because I, I would hate – this is a great test for the Chiefs. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a green box statement right now. Marty would call them green box statements. We, that when you make a statement, you know, kind of predicting that this is a playoff matchup in the second round of the playoffs, Jacksonville and Kansas City Chiefs. Whether it's in Jacksonville or Kansas City, I think it's going to be in Kansas City the way things are going, mm-hmm. but this is going to be a matchup that is going to rear its ugly head again. So this this is a big-time game for the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs at home. If, if The Chiefs are plus three right now um, in, in the game. But if the Chiefs like were playing – like a pl- toss-up in Vegas. If the, Chiefs, if the Chiefs were playing there, it would be, be Peckham or minus one for the Chiefs. I mean, yeah. this is a – Bortles has played well. He threw for 388 yards last week. Uh, I'm not sure if Fournette's going to be back, but Yel- no, he's not. He's not playing. Yeldon is a, a nice, mm-hmm. nice guy to fit in there. They have some good wide receivers. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, what was the wide receiver? Westbrook had 130 yards receiving, and and that kid runs unbelievable routes and is just as fast. Maybe not just as fast as Tyreek, but pretty close. And uh, nobody's as fast as Tyreek. <laughs> that's right. And uh, <laughs> so it's going to be a really big test for the Kansas City Chiefs defense. But this team coming in. Is 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 prime to stop the Chiefs. It'll be a great matchup. Yeah, it really should be. Uh, they will try to contain Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. That I think that's I think the key for any team playing his team is you can't let him escape. You just can't give him and his wide receivers extra time because the guys he had. I mean, there are other teams out there. Quarterback, the quarterback could be Defensive running back ends there. Are selfish. They're selfish people. Sure, they are. They, 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 they need sacks. And they want to. How do you get a sack? You're trying to set them up and then go inside. Yeah. And that's and I swear to I swear the Denver Broncos <laughs> their 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 whole game plan was to keep him in the pocket too. You see how that worked out. But I agree yeah. with you. The team that's able to keep him in the pocket and stay in their rush lanes. Right. Is going to have the is going to be they're, they're selfish. I'm telling you, defensive linemen are selfish people. Well, this team, this team they're playing, they are very simple on defense. They don't do very many exotic things. What they do is even in their base or a little bit of you know blitzes here, blitzes there, is they know exactly what they're doing. It, it's like the old Green Bay sweep. You know what I mean? You knew it was coming, and you still couldn't stop them from gaining five or six yards because they they they. They dotted every I and crossed every T when they were doing that during practice. This this football team on defense is the same way. They dot every I. They cross every T. They stay in their lanes. They they do their job. They don't try to you know cherry pick and try to do somebody else's job well, and run out of their zone and do whatever. And that's a really important thing for this football team coming in. You got to give a lot of credit to their head coach, but oh, yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, the guy that runs the show in that in that 
front office is the guy who's a difference in this whole organization. That's Tom Coughlin. Yeah. Tom Coughlin is the real deal. He made, And that's when they were great before. He, he, they were a good football team. Absolutely. He when, he, when he came over there, he straightened all that junk out that was going on down there. They had a lot of athletes, and they had a lot of uh, good football players, but they were just undisciplined. Tom Coughlin has done a really good job. I, I don't think that Tom was – I think it was, t- was ready for Tom to step off. I think Tom was ready to step off, but – you know, he, up in the front office right now, he's doing a yeoman's job of getting guys and 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 kind of getting his his kind of signature on this team also. Right. So, but when you look at this, this team doesn't fear this defense doesn't fear anybody. No, but you, you, the Chiefs have these weapons. They have Kelsey. They have Hill. They have obviously Mahomes. They have Hunt. And here's the, here's the key for the Jacksonville. When Jacksonville is going against. Uh, a guy or a, a scheme or a certain strength, they're good. There's just too many with the Chiefs. That's why I think the Chiefs have the the, uh, the best uh, chance to win this game. Because I mean, if you just have to stop the run, Jacksonville's gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna stop the run. If you're just gonna pass the ball around, they're gonna stop you there. Yeah. I mean, if you have one guy uh, like uh, the the Brown kid from uh, Pittsburgh, they're gonna take Brown away. But if you, you have all these different th- yeah. different uh, weapons, that's what makes the Chiefs different. Okay, you got a special guest coming up? I do. I do. Steve DeBurk is going to come on. He's going to talk a little bit about Patrick Mahomes. Talk I love a little Steve bit about DeBurk. The old school Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't heard Bergie in a while, he's coming on, and you never know what Bergie's going to say. <laughs> so we will uh, give Bergie a call here. Guys, hang with us. We're having a lot of fun here on a Thursday night. Frank and I are in studio together having a good time. I'm not driving around somewhere around the Jeez. country i'm You're here excited and i can't wait to go and i got a special announcement at the end of the show Ooh. about sunday so right, stick deal. with us the most powerful sports station in america has a home in kansas city this is sports radio 810 whb all right welcome back to crunch time it's tim grunhart and frank bull Talk at some Kansas City Chiefs football on a Thursday night. I hope everybody's enjoying it on their ride home. Hopefully traffic isn't too bad. And hopefully if you're home and sitting by the fire or sitting somewhere, I uh, <laughs> hope you're listening in. But uh, the sitting guy Sitting on your butt. Sitting on your butt. But uh, we got a great guest. Yeah, we do. I, I tell you, you know, I've been in this town a long, long time, right? Uh, this guy was one of my favorite guys to cover. The whole time I was here. And I'm talking not just about the Chiefs or NFL. I'm talking about baseball, too. Quarterback Steve DeBerg, the former Kansas City Chief and former a few other teams as well. 21 years in the NFL. He just had one of those rolls of bad luck. He was with the 49ers when he drafted Joe Montana. He was with the Denver Broncos when they drafted John Elway. And guess what he did? Still passed for 34,000 yards. He's top 20 all-time in attempts completions, yards passing. He took the Chiefs to a couple of playoff bursts, and I'll tell you, nobody was – the reason I love this guy, 1990, he's playing football with a steel rod sticking out of his fingers. Oh, I remember. They had, I know you remember because I remember where those hands had to slide every once in a while. But they did. But you did go back to the shotgun at that point. Yep. Steve DeBerg, welcome back to KC, buddy. Hi, how's it going? Doing good. It's going great. Hey, buddy, I I tell this story to people, and I don't know if you remember this, but I came to minicamp, a young buck, 21 years old, fresh out of University of Notre Dame, and Howard Mudd came up to me and gave me a football, and I I said, what's this for? He goes, "Uh, you're playing center now. I said, but I'm a guard. He goes, no, you're not. You're a center. 
And I said, okay. He goes, by the way, go over to that guy over there and tell him that you want to take a couple snaps with him. So I went over and I was like, Mr. DeBerg, sir, can, can we do a couple snaps? And I think we did one or two snaps in the locker room. He said, ah, you're fine, kid. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, that I was scared to death to go on that field uh, after not snapping the ball ever. But uh, you were always uh, good to a young center like Tim Grunhard. Well, you were, you were a hell of a player, Grunny. And, and uh, um, yeah, that's, that is a uh, it's, it's quite an adjustment for somebody that's never snapped the ball. And, and then to have to learn to snap it and still perform, you know, the blocks and all, you know, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I, I really didn't even know that you had never played center. Um, <laughs> you would have you know, been, been a lot really, more nervous. I mean, you got on quick and, and – uh, yeah, you know, but you had a good mentor. Yeah, we did. Mike yeah. Webster. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Mike Webster. Speaking of mentors, uh, uh, Frank just kind of uh, uh, rattled off some guys that you saw when they came in as young guys. You saw Joe Montana as a young football player. Uh, you saw uh, uh, John Elway as a young football player. Uh, now you're seeing Patrick Mahomes a little bit on TV as a young football player. Uh, any comparisons? Well, um, actually, the list goes on. When I went to Tampa, my second year there, um, Steve Young was the first player in the draft picked by the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then uh, two years after that, they traded Steve Young to the 49ers and drafted Vinny Testaverde. So I saw you know, four, four guys that were uh, exceptional players as a, you know, were drafted as a rookie to the team that I was on. And, um, yeah, they were – there was different approaches, um, like like Bill Walsh brought uh, uh, Joe Montana. Uh, he, Joe Montana didn't play at all as a rookie. <clears throat> I mean, he barely, barely played. He, you know, he might have thrown. Um, actually, so so that year in '79, um, that was Bill Walsh's first year, and Joe Montana he did play, but he played so little that I actually broke the all-time NFL record for the most completions in one season in the history of the NFL. So there was that. And then, then the next year, um, Joe's second year, he, um, you know, I started off the year and then about halfway through the year, and then, then Joe uh, got, you know, start, started basically the second half of the season. Um, and, then, and then by his third year, he was ready. I mean, he was full. I, I think they won the Super Bowl that year. Um, and, then, and then, you know, to John Elway, um, John, El they started John Elway the first regular season game of his rookie year, and and seriously, at at the at the beginning of his rookie year, he was awful. It was, <laughs> he was, it, 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 it was terrible. But but uh, then then they started me, and and I, I I won six games in a row, and then blew my left shoulder out, and then Montana or uh, Elway went back in and played. And, and I actually going through this thing um, as many times as I did, the, the quickest way for a guy to learn is to do what they did with Elway, is you play, you get taken out, and a veteran goes in and, and kind of just shows that you use the system more than just being a great athlete, and then, and then you go back in and play. And, um, but, but, yeah, and then, you know, uh, Steve Young, he basically uh, backed me up his first year and the second year, um, you know, kind of, kind of the same way uh, that, that it went with Montana. In the second year, I started off the season, then, then 
and then and then he took over in the second half of it. But uh, I mean, it's just amazing uh, what what Mahomes has done um, for him. You know, to to just sit sit and learn his first year and then play. I mean, I I, I haven't seen anybody um, have do the things that he's done. Now it's it's you know the season is young. Yep. You know, and and maybe some of the things that he's doing um, are catching people off guard. Maybe, um, maybe not. Uh, but um, I mean, he's he's just done things that that you know. I I, I played with three uh, uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and and he's outperformed the beginning of all those guys. So it's 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 been it's been exciting to watch. That's for sure. Hey Steve, you know, talk to everybody. I think we all kind of think we know what it's like to play quarterback in the NFL you know we think that that we know you know what what they kind of have to do but what is what is it really like to stand back there and have guys coming to tear your head off and you have to throw the ball even before the guys get open because you just got to trust that they're going to do those things and how fast it is tell us a little bit what it's like to stay in a pocket and find guys you know that aren't open open and and that and to run the offense and and do the things that you did for so many years well i just um you know you got to handle so much you know because basically you're telling everybody where to line up you're telling everybody um uh, you know what what the play is what their assignment is uh what the possible check is going to be and it's um i mean it was complicated when when i was playing but it's it's amazing what they're doing now where uh, you know this this uh, run pass option stuff, uh, where where they'll call one play and there'll actually be three, four, or five different options the quarterback can make as he takes the snap on what to do, whether to run the ball, whether to fake the run and keep it himself, or throw a quick screen, or throw a slant, or throw a quick go route. Um, it, it's just you know before it used to be you know we either we. If we called a run and play to Christian Okoye to the right side, we're, if we changed anything, we just said check opposite, and we ran it to the left side, same play. You know, that, that was a big, you know, we, and, you know, you know, we did a bunch of check with me uh, when, hey. when, you know, we were playing with Schottenheimer. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing um, how, how these quarterbacks are coming out of college and and being NFL ready, I you know it's it's a, a real credit to you know the the college coaching and how they're preparing these quarterbacks because it's so advanced. And actually, some of what the NFL is doing now it, it came from college, you know. And, and you know some of the it's it's you know it's, you know the um, you know with the the read option and, and you know all those things where the quarterback is reading it. Uh, a defensive player and giving it to the running back or keeping it himself or, you know, but uh, it, it has become far more advanced than it was uh, 20 years ago, um, which was uh, actually, I just went to the Atlanta Falcons uh, alumni weekend, which was the, the 20 year anniversary of the year that I played. And I was, I was 44 years old and we went all the way to the Super Bowl. So that was that was a fun thing, but it's been twenty years, which you know that's kind of hard to believe. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I I I I just remembered. I don't know if you probably remember this or not, but I was just a young kid, and and we were in the middle of practice, and and uh, you were kind of messing with Marty. Uh, he was calling a play, and then you would check out of it or go opposite, just to kind of you know 
you know, push his buttons a little bit, and he started yelling at you and kicked you out of the. Remember, kicked you out of practice. I don't know if you remember that or not, but I, I think you, <laughs> I never got kicked out of practice. He wanted to go home. He wanted to go home. Got kicked out of the huddle. And <laughs> it, oh yeah, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you were just messing with him. It just but you think about it now, all these different things. I mean, you like you said. I mean, run pass options, five or six different options, and then you know if you switch one thing in a play, the coaches got mad and they pulled you out of the huddle. Yeah, right, right. Uh, just amazing. But uh, so so talk – this this offense right now for the Kansas City Chiefs is they, – they just run it on all cylinders with so many different weapons. And, and you know, you, you have a tight end you could find in the middle of the field. You have guys that can run the seams. you got a great uh, a running back. Um, as a defense – now put your defensive coordinator hat on. You played for 145 years, so <laughs> – you know, as a defensive coordinator, how do you stop those kind of plays? You can't. You can't. I mean, seriously, what do you what do you say? You're gonna you're gonna um, you know go after the quarterback, which means then you got one on one coverage with all these great players on offense. Um, and, and, and you know, if 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 uh, you know you complete the ball, and, and you know these guys are really exciting. Uh, players that can make one person miss. They make one person miss. It's a touchdown, and 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 you don't even have to throw it. You just give it to Hunt, you know, and he'll do the same thing. So so you know so you know if you, and the thing that's been happening that's been really shocking is that that Mahomes uh, they are trying to pressure him and make him do um, you know kind of uh, inexperienced mistakes. Uh, and he's only been sacked five times, you know. And he, 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 he um, so you can't go after him because he'll he'll escape. And then you know, and he's got you know he's got an amazing arm. I, you know, I, I went to uh, the the Chiefs alumni thing and during training camp, and and uh, you know we got to go out on the field, and, and oh my God, that guy! I've never seen an arm that that strong and that that powerful and that accurate, you know. And he does it on the run. He he just um, how was he not the first player picked in the draft? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of general managers asking their uh, their head right. coaches and their head of scouting exactly why they didn't pick him. And there were some teams that, that passed him up that could certainly use him now. There's no doubt right. about it. We're talking with Steve DeBerg, former Chiefs quarterback. And, Steve, how much fun would it have been for you to run in this type of offense? The offense is you guys, I mean, Bill Walsh back in the day was the genius with – what he was trying to get done and what he was trying to run with Joe Montana, and then he ended up with Steve Young trying to run the same things. How 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 much would you have loved to play in an offense like this? Yeah, I, I, the the only part that I wouldn't like is the run pass. I mean the the, <laughs> uh, the read option yes. that they're doing, where the quarterback you know hands the ball off or fakes the hand and keeps it. I, I wouldn't like that one. But the rest of it, I would love. You know, and and. You know, I really did have limited uh, talent, and and really uh, succeeded during my career with preparation. You know, and and, and all that stuff really fits in. You know, that's why that's why uh, you know Peyton Manning was. You know, he was Peyton Manning was the first one to do these multiple plays with them one um, when he, when he was with the Colts. Right. And um, and you know they they they. Uh, I, don't, it was, I found out about it reading Tony Dungy's book, and Tony Dungy talked about they would say they would say one word, and then and uh, you know whether you know the word is chief, 
on the Chief series. And, with, and, and so everybody would know that when, when he called out Chief, that then, then Peyton Manning was going to go to one of five different plays within that same formation and the same blocking scheme and all that stuff. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, was uh, he was he was an offensive coordinator on the field, right. you know, and and so is Tom Brady, and, and you know that's what that's what you know quarterbacks become through experience, and and I I became that I definitely when um, you know I played with the Falcons I was a player coach I, I had coached in the NFL before I did that, but, <laughs> that's right. But anyway, so um, yeah, it's it's uh, you know it takes you know it takes a lot of time you know in preparation. Um, to make that work, and and you know, I, I really would have loved it would have helped my game actually, um, but but you know, I I, I just uh, I had the most success in my career with the Kansas City Chiefs, um, just handing the ball off to Christian Okoye. <laughs> no, that's, no right. that's not exactly true because you know if you think that's about not true at all. yeah if you if you think about uh, you know this whole RPO thing. It, it was all about disguise, and one of the things that you did so well was a play action pass. Oh, I mean, the best yeah. ever. I mean, you you had the guts to turn your back basically to the line of scrimmage and hide that ball, and and then pop around and find the receiver down the field and do the things that you did. I'll never forget. I think we were playing against the Philadelphia Eagles like really early, and and I think you had three touchdown passes out of five. I mean, it was just unbelievable how you got the ball up the field. And, you know, that was basically the old RPO. So, I mean, that play action stuff you, you did was just wizard-like. Yeah, it, well, I, I, I took a lot of pride in it. And, um, yeah, it's funny, you know, that, uh, you know, I try to explain that. I, actually, I was part of the conversation that I had with Mahomes um, when I did meet him for the first time during training camp this summer. Um, it, it was to, um, you know, play, play ball handling for a quarterback is just an, an extension of being the best quarterback he could possibly be and helping the team as much as you could possibly help as a quarterback. And, and a quarterback that has good ball handling skills, he actually, when it's a run and play, if, he, if you act like you have the ball, there's defenders that you actually are blocking that uh, the best offensive lineman couldn't block them that far away from the point of attack. And, you know, but, but what happens, in, like when I was young, you know, as a quarterback, I used to hate a running play. It was like, ah, crap, it's a stupid run, you know, and I, I wanted to throw it, you know. And, <laughs> and, and so you kind of, you know, you just kind of have that mentality that, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's a run, you know, and so I'm just going to hand off and, 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 and then watch what happens, and hopefully next play it will be a pass. I'll be excited, you know? <laughs> but, 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 uh, you know, and then I learned that, you know, with, with, you know, advanced ball handling skills, I, you know, I, I helped the pass protection because the, the, you know, the, when I am passing it, um, the, you know, they think it's a run, you know, the defensive line thinks it's a run, run, run. Oh crap. It's a pass. You know? <laughs> and then, and then, so they're late getting to the quarterback, the linebackers are, you know, thinking it's a run, you know, especially when you're faking the, the big old, Barry Word or or Christian Okoye or Kareem Hunt, you know, I mean, you know, the ball handling is just part of being the best possible quarterback you can be to help the team, and um, and not enough people take you know enough pride in it really. So I mean, you know, that was my one uh, thing I was trying to get it across to a young Mahomes. Yeah, so 
I definitely didn't help him throw the football like he does. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> that came natural. You were, you're the best ever at the play action. There was just no doubt about it. Steve, tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and how, how, how things going. Oh, my God. I'm having so much fun. Yeah, I'm just, I, I'm just basically retired. I, you know, I, I, I go to, you know, my former teams and I, you know, I had six different teams and, um, last weekend, and like I said, I went to the Atlanta Falcon, uh, alumni weekend and I'm going, I'm going to, well, I went to the chiefs one in, during training camp. And then again, on, uh, December 13th, uh, they're inducting, um, uh, uh, uh Gonzalez. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. Tony. Uh, yeah. But, so yeah, and that's gonna that's the alumni um, day, and so I'll be at that. Um, yeah, I've I've always wanted to go to all six in one year. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a lot. Hey, buddy, thank you so much for coming on. And when you get into Kansas City, uh, everybody loves to have you here. Yeah, let us know. And, yeah, let us know. We and uh, we'll, we'll see you hopefully at the alumni game for Tony. And uh, and thanks so much for coming on. I know you're a busy guy, bud. Hey, all right, thanks, guys. All right, that's uh, Steve DeBerg. One and only. What a great guy. He wow. was awesome. He was so great to cover, too. He, was all, he always had a smile on his face. He was always laughing and had a smile on his face. He was, he was great, even with the pin in his finger. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, All right, we'll take a break, guys. We come back. We'll uh, kind of finish up with the show, talk a little bit about uh, yeah, We're this- talking about this matchup. We're talking about uh, Jalen Ramsey and Tyreek Hill. Yep. And we're also, I want to talk about the weather, which the could weather be and, bad. And then I have, my, and wet and I have my special announcement. Oh, gosh. How about that? All right. All right, all right we're up back, guys. Kansas City's hometown sports station. Sports Radio 810 WHB. Wow, this is the music from back in your past right there. You know, and when other shows you that's have. That's the old NFL Films music. No, Come that's, on. That's, uh, that's, that's back in. That's uh, not 19- Benny Goodman. That's 1950. <laughs> that's, that's not was Benny this, Goodman. Was this a theme to your prom? Yeah, I think it might have been. <laughs> might have been the final song, as a matter of fact. I'm not sure. I well, never what? went to my proms. Well, you I could, did. Couldn't get a date. No, I was running track. Oh, running track. Yeah. I didn't want to get a, a date. I didn't want to get a date. You're such a. Jock. I had to pay for stuff. <laughs> did you ever? Uh, did you ever kiss anybody under the uh, Villanova uh, arch? No. No. You know, every, when you go on tours of Villanova, they bring you to that arch. Yeah. Supposedly, you whatever girl you kiss under the Villanova arch yeah, is that, the one you're going to marry. That's why I never kiss one of the Villanova arch. I didn't marry one of them. <laughs> Uh-uh. <laughs> so it's like for you when you go Notre Dame, go to Grotto. You got to go to the Grotto. Right, there you that's, go. That's, that's absolutely right. it. All right, welcome back to Crunch Time, guys. Uh, big game for the Kansas City Chiefs. There's been some uh, kind of talk, not really behind yeah, the talk. scenes, like right in front of everybody. Uh, what's yeah, so What do you got for us? It's, it's amazing how much every, the people are in your face these days, more than they ever were back in the day. I remember, remember when Billy Bob had to probably, he wasn't going to play against the Atlanta Falcons. Remember? And the Falcons were awful and they're coming to Arrowhead. And Billy said we should just be able to roll, roll our helmets. helmet out there. And oh, he got in trouble Marty for that. He was so ticked off. Well, you know, Dave Zod also got in trouble for the Raider game. He said, you'll they'll do something stupid in the fourth quarter and we'll win. That's right, because of all the penalty stuff. Yeah. That's right. Exactly right. Well, nobody cares about that stuff these days. Okay, so you have the big matchup that everybody's talking about is Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and Tyree Kill, of course, the fastest man in the NFL, playing wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, Jalen Ramsey's pretty full of himself, and he uh, he says, uh, I'm not worried about this matchup after all. Hey, Tyreek's only a return specialist, right? I don't like how, uh, you know, whoever has made it a matchup, me against Tyreek. Um, he's good for what he does for their team. 
you know, he made all pro as a return specialist. Let's get that right. As a return specialist, uh, his rookie year, he went to two Pro Bowls as a return specialist. Return specialist. Um, two years, I, I made all pro in my position as a corner. Uh, went to the Pro Bowl as a corner. Um, so it's not a wide receiver versus corner matchup. Um, so we can get that out of the way off, off back. I mean, he's a great player. I mean, obviously, uh, he thinks uh, obviously uh, he thinks high of him, uh, himself. So he's all right, I guess. You know, I mean, I can't wait to line up against him, and I, I hope he I hope uh, he presses me. Oh, what's my reaction? I just laugh, man. I mean, I'm always up for a challenge. Uh, like I said, he's a he's a great player, you know, um, and I'm always up for a challenge, you know. Um, to get my name out there more, I need to go up against more talent like him. You know what I'm saying? Um, not uh, calling no, um, not calling Chris Harris or nobody else bad, but I mean, he is the top dog right now, so I can't wait. And for full disclosure here, Jalen Ramsey's quote actually went on. And he started talking about I don't even want to talk about matchup because he plays wide receiver. He plays in the slot. He plays in the backfield. So with me and him lining up against one another, play after play after play, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, but, and, uh, and you know what? Listen, he, he's right. I mean, yeah, he, he, he did make the teams as a uh, punt return specialist, but you want to talk about a guy who's worked really hard. Oh, he is. To, he's one of the premier wide receivers. To develop into a wide receiver, and he's not just a fast guy. No. You know, and I think that's doing him a disservice by saying, you know, he's just a fast wide receiver because some of the routes that he runs now, and listen, when he first came into the league, he had some issues with his routes and he worked on it and he got better at it. And, you know, he worked on his hands. He's gotten better with plucking the ball out of the air, high pointing the ball. And, he, and, and listen, he's a all pro, uh, pro bowl type wide receiver now. He yeah. really is. And, and he's worked at that. And that's, you got to give kudos because. Hey, listen, we all know Tyreek Hill, and, you know, they came in with just a little bit of, you know, some issues, and he's been nothing but a great guy yep. in the community. He's been nothing but a great guy in that locker room and on the field, and he's done nothing but work his butt off here in Kansas City to be the best he possibly could be. But, you guys, people are always going to do this talking. This is part of it. Uh, you know, it's it's a game within the game. And, uh, you know, there was there were times when, you know, you would never say that uh, in the media, but you'd say before a game to guys, or you'd talk to guys before the game. You remember many times. Sure. Uh, heck, we had owners. And uh, and what's his name? Allen, um, uh, the, the Raiders owner. Oh. Uh, 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 yeah, well, both of us are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're so no, I don't want to say George Allen. No. No, it was. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, Never but, mind. But he used to come Everybody's down. Everybody's screaming on the phone I right now. He, I used, to, he used no, to. No, Al Davis. Al Davis. Not, yeah, Allen. I screwed you up. Al, Al Davis. When Al Davis would walk <laughs> down in his white suit. Yes. His white jumpsuit, <laughs> and he'd walk down and he would stare at our team, and he would really just stare at Marcus Allen and try to intimidate him. I mean, that stuff goes on all the time, but you, you really never said it in the press. But now, in this day and age of social media and press, everybody wants to get their their thing out because they want likes and they want sure they, they want followers and they want you know what Instagrammers, whatever those things are. So. Yeah, I mean, that's just part of this new generation. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and the other thing about, I compare Tyree Kill a lot to Bob Hayes, the former great Dallas Cowboy great, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Both about the same size. And Bob Hayes, they say he, was, he was the fastest player in the NFL back in his day. And, uh, and he was an Olympic star as well. 
And they asked, used to ask him, they said, well, you know, what's the deal? How, how come you're not like normal track guy? He said, I'm not a track guy. He said, I'm a football player that yeah. happens to run track. I'm not a track guy that's trying to play football. And that's the difference between me and some of these other guys it's they not, try to bring, bring in. You got Willie Galtz and Ronaldo oh, yeah. Nehemiahs of sure. the world that were just track guys. Yes. And they, they tried to get in there. And, and you know what? The Oakland Raiders were known for having these fast guys, and they called it the uh, Oakland or the L.A. track team back when yeah, they used right. to be so fast. But All right, here's the deal. Yeah. Before we go, rain. Rain. What kind of problem? Uh, you know what? It, it it'll cause. I know the wet football. You know what? I always problems. I always said that rain is good for offenses because the offensive player knows where they're going. And the defensive player has to adjust, and when they adjust, they fall. And guys, look for it out there because I am lucky enough that I will be out there banging the drum. That's Tim's big announcement. Banging the drum before the game. I'm very excited about that. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I think that's great. I'll be out giving high fives to everybody. I love you guys. I love Kansas City Chief fans. I'm glad I'm a little bit involved in the in the pregame festivities, and hopefully. Will bring some 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 excitement and some mojo extra to the game, which believe me, you don't need me. It's gonna I, be. I want to see it. you put that stick through the drum. I'm gonna put it through the put drum. Put it through the drum. All right, Frankie boy, good stuff, That's guys. It, pal. Thanks for listening to Crunch Time. We'll see you next Thursday. The official broadcast partner of your AFC West champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Sports Radio 810 WHB.